This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Season 2 of the Pat and JT Podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Come on. Exclusively on the Parkville Network. Um, we are saying thank you for subscribing and not shaking hands. We're saying thank you for liking and reviewing without knuckle bumping, no yeah. touching. Just thank you so much for listening to our podcast, subscribing, whatever it is you do. 402-403-9478. You can text us. Very nice. And, uh, Dax Holt with us. Uh, do I get to say the new, new yet or no? Yes. Oh yes. 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 Go for it. Okay. For sure. So it's hollywoodraw.com and it's hollywood-raw.com. Congratulations. Thank you. The Hollywood Raw Podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is my new little baby. It is. This is so exciting. Well, I guess it's our new little baby. That's the other part of it is super excited because uh, Parkville Media is producing and really excited about that. I can't believe we convinced him to do it. Sucker. (laughs) Sucker. You're supposed to say that quiet. (laughs) You guys have had, so we've, we've got a few episodes in, in, in the bank ready to go and some pretty big ones. Like you're jumping out of the gate, ready to go. Hot. We're trying. We, we want to make you proud. You know, we we can't switch, uh, switch production companies and then bring you slop. So we we have been, (laughs) (laughs) So we have been recording like crazy, getting ready for iTunes to hurry the hell up. Uh, But anyway, we're, uh, yeah, we've been recording and we've got some good ones in the bank and uh, some ones that I think are going to make some big news stories as well. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Me too. Now, I got to ask you something. When you're doing any kind of stories and, and because you've been a Hollywood type reporter for a long time, I mean, you've been doing this kind of thing. Do you ever worry, and the reason, what I'm, where I'm going with this is the royal family, um, and I see where sometimes like some of the networks, they walk on eggshells when they mention any kind of stories that have to do with the royal family because they might lose their privileges mm-hmm. and they might not get the interview. Does that but that's, ever... That, that only happens in the UK. Okay. The only really? people that are ever worried are the big British magazines and news sites because if they make the queen upset then they don't have the access people here in the u.s we we don't care like we're (laughs) gonna report the stories and we we're not getting into the palace anyway so what's the point you know what i'm saying it's not (laughs) like it's not like they're turned down my interview with you know prince charles here tomorrow it's right (laughs) for that so let's be realistic (laughs) let's be real let's be real because they've alluded to it when it came to which it was at nbc Mm-hmm. That had the or ABC that had the reporter that had the story when it goes back to I Jeffrey think it was Epstein, a, I think it was ABC, yeah, Prince Andrew and that whole stuff, and that they 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 pretty much just shelved it. And she, the reporter, had claimed, well, that's because you know if we would have done it, they wouldn't have been able to get the the close interview with the, the royal family. I think so, but that shows you like that's bad. That's bad. So that bad. You, I feel like we're in this day and age where you don't have to hide stories just to appease people. You know, I'm like, I feel like TMZ kind of changed that for a lot of people. Like, yeah, you're going to make publicists mad. You're going to make celebrities mad. But at the end of the day, 
if you are hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein, Mm -hmm. well, that's a news story. And you were the one that decided to do it. So sorry, we're going to talk about it now. It's not like they didn't know he was a hot potato before that. Right. Like they thought he was just a good guy. This Jeff guy at the picnic and we're going to hang out. Like, no, (laughs) it's it's a creepy dude. No, I remember when the whole Mel Gibson story was going on and how how much the the like people were covering that up, redacting the police report and changing information because he was such a big celebrity in Malibu that they almost didn't want to get him in trouble. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. The guy drove drunk. Like, that's it. That's the story. Why are you trying to cover it up? How long ago was that? Oh, God. Uh, What, what, 10 years ago, maybe? or More? more? I'd say probably like 11 12 years ago. Because he was, I, I, and I'm trying to think of another celebrity before him that was really well liked. Because mm-hmm. like Bill Cosby went through this too, but but later. But he was he was super popular and, and like, you know, the kind of guy you'd want, you know, come on over for dinner, let's have a beer. And then, then all of a sudden he showed this other side. And like you said, a lot of people tried to protect him. With the, both are, you, in the media. Are, you, are you actually, do you know the person's name? Or are you hiding it? What's going on? No, no to, I don't. Michael Jackson was kind of that guy. Michael Jackson was, he, was like oh, that too. Is it someone that you remember? Just, you yeah, just I'm, can't try, their name? I'm trying to think of who was before. Like anybody before Mel Gibson that was before so Mel big. Gibson that they tried. I, I'm telling you, there's probably hundreds of stories that were covered up. Because you have to realize people... Publicists had so much control over celebs and the media, and they could bend and twist these stories. So if People Magazine called up and said, hey, I've got this story I'm really interested in, someone doing, let's say, drug use, and we've got photos, we've got videos, they say, how about how about you not do that story, and in return, this big celebrity will do an exclusive interview for you about their next movie? I wow. believe that because I think that was the standard in Hollywood for decades. Do you think decades. it's social media? Social media that really kind of opened that Open up to the where can of worms. Everybody, basically everybody that has any sort of information is a reporter. I mean, I, I I hate to say it, but I really feel like TMZ changed the game with I that. Do too. I do. Yeah, I, think I can't so too. think of anybody before that. And I got to tell you, when I was watching Harvey at the beginning, and I remember him being like, "No, I'm not going to play these games that the publicists want me to play," and I was kind of like. But then you're not going to get the interview. And I realized, like, it wasn't about the interview. It was about the truth coming out. Yeah. yeah. And how so many publicists would bend over backwards to save the reputation of their client because they're essentially getting paid by that client. But, like, someone could do a horrible thing and then it just be pushed under the rug so you can get an exclusive interview. And Harvey was never going to play that game. So why, what, what right, gave, what, right. why did Harvey, you think, have the seeds to do that? Because that, that is a, that's a huge left turn. For media, yeah. I mean, what was his, yeah. What was his inspiration when he decided to do this? Do you do you know no, that no, story? No, he did. Ce- he did celebrity justice right before. Yeah. So yeah. he was. He's all about his court cases and all about like the truth. I think, and so I think he got to a point where in his career that he was like, I know this. I want to tell the real story, not the fabricated publicist story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or not sweep it under the rug and make it rug. look pretty. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I think it also evolved a lot because, you know, with Paris Hilton and that that car crash she, she got into. Yes. That was the very first TMZ story ever. Was it like, really? Oh, really? We, we weren't set to launch for like another maybe month or something like that. And so that the morning that it happened, it was like, 
all right, well, this this is worth launching the website. So TMZ, when you went there, it was literally just a video player of that. There was nothing <laughs> so else. Were you, on the were you in the office at that time? Like you're part of that whole yeah. initial. That's crazy. Really? Okay. So how? Okay. Now we're gonna dig a little bit farther. How were you hooked up with Harvey? How did you get in on this? How at the ground level? So I was back in college. I had to do an internship just to be able to graduate. And I had called around everywhere. The only place that like <laughs> responded to me and put me, let me in was extra the other entertainment TV show Wow. and extra and TMZ are sister shows. Okay. Well, sister at that time, TMZ was not a show. It was just a website. It, so they were sister programs for the, for the, for Warner brothers. And so I was working there and uh, I I got introduced to one of the producers at Extra, whose name is Evan Rosenblum, who uh, introduced me. He goes, you should go meet Harvey. He's right upstairs. He's starting this new website, Thingamabobber. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's great with interns. You should go meet him. Like, why not? So I went upstairs. I was ho- hobbling around because I was on crutches at the time. I had just dislocated oh. both my ankles. Good lord! Freak, How did you dislocate both of your ankles? Gymnastics accident. A freak well, you know what? I remember you told us that. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you break and both your your? Was that some of your wrists too, or was it just your ankles? Just my ankles. You never. Well, hurt I mean, your I dislocated my elbow once. I've done a bunch of stuff. We had a girl. We had a girl in our office. Both my ankles at, at the same we had a girl in our office at one time. Um, yeah, she. Uh, broke, both, broke both of her arms and her husband had to take care of business for about six weeks for her. She fell on the ice. That sounds like had, the most she, miserable thing. She was, her, her casts were out like this. Her arms were like this for, I don't know how long she had to go through doorways sideways. It's basically called like, six, six weeks of swamp ass. <laughs> is what that's called. My wife would be like, Nice try. Not, not a happening. Kid. No, there's, you go have to squat over the sink in the kitchen and use that hose. Oh, there's, there's, oh she, that's, that's a nightmare. I would want my no. wife to do that. I there's, would not want, I would go to Craigslist yeah. you have before to I had my wife do that. It's like, there's got to be a Google for this. Hold no, on. I want my wife to like, at the end of the day, still find me like somewhat remotely attractive. <laughs> right. And after she wipes my butt, she's not going to find that. She's going to be like, nope, Dax, out. We are never having intercourse again. <laughs> Ever. Now she wipes my butt. <laughs> that is never happening. Oh That's God. why I'm heavily insured. Oh, so yeah. anyway, back to your ankles. Gross. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I end up hobbling into Harvey's office. I had no idea who he was. I didn't realize he was a big producer at the time. And uh, he sent me out to do a red carpet for him. And so I covered a PETA red carpet. And because so and at that time, TMZ was literally like, nothing no one knew it was it hasn't launched yet nothing you know what i'm saying like we were just trying to get going we were under the aol and wb like umbrellas oh my gosh that's crazy that's how we got like any placement on a red carpet that's how your credentials said your credentials said aol it said well it said tmz.com and then underneath it said like aol.com wow because we were an aol branch yeah and um so i was at the very end of the line because they do when you go to a red carpet it's it's very weird. It, it starts off with like the most important television show. So like at the time it was like E.T. first and then right. it goes Access Hollywood. Then it goes extra or whatever, you know, whatever right. the, the yeah. lineup is for that day. And as you go down, so it goes 
TV shows. Then it would go to magazines because magazines at that time were the number two most important things to get coverage in. And then it would go to websites and then whatever else and trickle down. Um, and so I was at the very end. And by the time you get to the end, like the big stars, they don't want to talk to you because they're like they just they hit the top three spots and then they kind of wave for everyone else and go in because what's the point of stopping and talking to these people at the end? It's not going to get you any press. Wow. Right. However, I was on double crutches or uh, crutches for my double cast. Yeah, that's yes. right. Sympathy. And everyone came over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go to the little gimpy boy at the end of the line. <laughs> and Did so, you have frosted tips then too? I just wanted to know. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Hardcore okay. frosted tips. Good job. Okay, good. Um, so being at the end and Pam Anderson is coming up and talking to me and Pink and Dennis Rodman and Kristen Cavallari, who Kristen Cavallari was like the biggest thing ever at that time because of Laguna Beach and oh. Carmen Electra. I mean, it was like who's everyone came up to talk to me. And I didn't realize that that was a big deal. I thought that that was normal because it was my first red carpet. Oh, my God. And so I bring the tape back and Harvey looks at me. He's like, how the hell did you get all these people to talk to you? <laughs> and I was like, just being me, yo. <laughs> That's right. And, and, uh, you want and some funny. of this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Sign me up. <laughs> and, and the night before, I had spent so much time putting together a resume because I had never like needed a resume. And I was like, well, I'm going to turn in this tape, so I should probably also put together a resume for him. <laughs> so I spent the entire night putting together a resume, making it perfect. He looks at the tape. I hand him my resume. He throws my resume in the trash. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. I, I spent, spent a lot hours. of time on that. <laughs> I oh, Googled please. everything on just, there. Never mind this yeah, masterpiece of a red carpet. Just yeah. at least look at it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And oh, now God. looking back, I'm like, well, what is he going to look at it? And he's going to be like, great. You've done nothing in your career. Thanks for wasting my time. <laughs> Thank God he didn't look. So he didn't right. look. That's all he right. threw it right in the trash. Um, and then he was like, let's keep doing this. So then he was sending me out. I was covering all kinds of red carpet. And they called Midnight Elevator, which you would get in an elevator with a celeb and buy it, and you would ride it. And that's how long you would have to interview them. The elevator pitch. I remember that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. my God. But, and uh, so I did one with Jared Leto and his brother. Uh, what's his brother's name again? Jason? No, Randy? Jared. Kyle. <laughs> Steven. I don't remember. It's something Leto. And Shannon Leto. There we go. Yeah. Oh, so my God. fun with them. And it was just, it was like a, a, such a wild, weird time. And then, yeah, we ended up launching with the Paris Hilton thing. And uh, So when everything. did you guys go to having your uh, TMZ lives where you'd have the, your newsroom kind of part of the, basically the set of your show? Well, that, that was from the beginning. That was from the very beginning. So the website was around mm -hmm. for a year before the TV show launched. Wow. I want to say a year, maybe maybe some more than that. I'm not sure. can't remember. It's hard. Um, but then right when we started off, we had hosts on TMZ. So like when we started, there were hired hosts. We had four hosts, and they would be the ones that would intro and outro the packages. So it wasn't – I thought it was always Charles and, and Harvey. You're thinking TMZ Live. TMZ Live didn't come around for a while after Okay, that. got it. Oh, you're right, you're right. Okay. It would all film in the newsroom, got the it. daily show. Okay, got it. I, I know what you're talking and, about. Uh, and so we would have hosts, and we would kind of talk. We would have our morning pitch meeting that they would film, but it was more the hosts that were leading the show, and then they realized that 
they wanted to just get rid of like we had a makeup team we had a wardrobe department like the whole thing and then they were like why do we need these people we're, we're looking like just like every other show mm-hmm. so the host left and then it was just straight newsroom Wow. So when you guys did your pitch meetings, did, did you like when you you would have connections, for example, with specific publicists or actresses or actors, whatever, or you had thoughts of stories, you would pitch that in the morning individually or how would you guys each get different? Like, what would you be pitching? Just, yeah, just whatever stories we had, because those pitch meetings were real pitch meetings. Like before the, the TV show started, that's how our pitch meetings were. We would go around the room and you would talk about what story either you thought was interesting or you wanted to put on the website that day or and my my category has always been the photo department at TMZ so from the beginning i would always go through all the paparazzi websites find the best photos find what i thought was interesting find here's a story mm-hmm. angle here's a newsworthy thing and i would pitch it out to them and whatever they Got liked it. we w- would then make the website so it, that literally just turned into the TV show. That's crazy. Now, okay, right. so of the group that first started, how many people probably were together when you guys all first started as as on on camera? Uh, well, there was only like 20 of us when we first, when you from first that got going. Room, yeah, from that little upstairs room at Extra to moving over to the other uh, office. There was only like 20 of us. Some people uh, stayed, some people left, and then... I mean, originals, there might be one or two left. That That's what I was wondering, because you're like OG, you, and you, you parted ways just not that long ago, a few years ago, but still, are there still some of the, some of the originals still there, a couple maybe still there? Um, I think there's one. Wow. So now your, wow. your co-host for the Hollywood Raw podcast is as Adam, and he was a yeah. photographer for TMZ? He was uh, like one of our head camera guys, but out of New York. Oh. So he was the guy that has been like running through the streets of New York, getting people, but he has like a really great reputation in New York. Like everyone knows him. So he's the guy that like, he's outside and Oprah steps out and she's like, Adam, how are you? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And you know, he, Shaq invites him to go through New York. So whenever Shaq comes, Adam's there. And next thing you know, Adam's at GMA, Adam's at the Howard Stern show. Adam, like, Shaq loves him and just grabs him and says, let's go. You're hanging out with me for the day. Like <laughs> picks so, him up and tucks him under yeah, his arm. And like said, Adam has the craziest life. And that's one of the fun parts about the podcast is like, I'm like, Oh, you know, he comes in. How are you? How are you doing? How was your weekend? I'm like, great. I did soccer games. He's like, well, I hung out with right. Shaq. And then after that, <laughs> David Spade came over. And it's just like, what? Like, it's the craziest life he has. <laughs> right. That's awesome. I got go-gurts. Yeah. I got. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So, my wife so, wiped my butt and I got yeah. go-gurts this weekend. <laughs> I'm always that. hearing Adam's wild stories and how like. I, he just gets into the most bizarre situations and famous people are always around him. And so literally he comes to the podcast with the greatest stuff. So what do you, what yeah. do you guys want out of the podcast? Like what do you, who, you, who, what's your goal? Who do you want to talk to? What do you guys want to do? What, what's your yeah. overall Who's your vision? unicorn? Who's your unicorn that you are unicorn? Get? I mean, I would love to have someone like Oprah. Yeah. I mean that, but that's a, that's a huge get, but I think we're having the most fun talking with not the A-listers because A-listers don't give you good content. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. A-listers have the name and they, they come on and people will listen, but the people that really give you the content are the B and C-listers. Hungry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The people that 
aren't afraid to like say how it is. So a lot of these reality stars come on and you start talking to them for a while and then they open up and Mm -hmm. you get amazing content, amazing stories that they've never told before. Um, One of the best guests we ever had was Farrah Abraham. Really? I would interview her in a second again. She was so honest. Okay, so so honesty? (laughs) (laughs) She was so real. Yeah. And she didn't hide anything. And one of the biggest questions that, like, we got massive publicity on it was we were asking her about, um, she might, you know, she's obviously, she was in porn. She's a celebrity. Like, who hits her up in her DMs? And she she said. Yeah, well, she goes, well, one of the Lakers did recently. And we're like, what? What? <laughs> like, who? And she said, Kyle Kuzma. She goes, yeah, Kyle hit me up and said that he wanted to have me come to a game. And we're like, cool. And she's like, yeah, but he didn't. He couldn't sit me courtside. So I said no. <gasps> oh, but wow. like the, <laughs> pure, the pure honesty of that. Right? I loved it. Like, yeah. It was just hilarious and so wow uh, whip your vision into shape right there yo with coogler vision uh we love that they're a supporter of our podcast absolutely uh, they've got some great things that are happening on their website if you haven't been there recently at cooglervision.com it already was so user-friendly if you thought about having any of the procedures done um, and so many different procedures it's not just one procedure one size fits all but interestingly you'll find over 600 five-star patient reviews which is amazing the right? number of people that are are taking advantage and saying you know what 2020 is going to be my year and and i think there there were a couple of them that were talking about uh making improvements that 2020 is the year right? Yep. They're ready to go. And, and one of the first ones was vision. I said what Gary said too. Dr. Kluger's, Kluger's office is amazing. They are amazing because you have cookies and they have delicious like flavored waters. They and, do. Oh, and then they're also great doctors too. And that too. Don't yeah. forget. <laughs> uh, they said that the staff made the procedure a breeze. That's from Natalia. I especially enjoyed the surgery prep in a massage chair I mean, covered by a blanket, drinking some tea. I was relaxed, anxiety gone. I wish I'd done this years sooner. Now to make it even simpler, you can text them. The number to text is 72000. You want to text C Omaha, two words, to 72000. I did that. And you will get back a response that will first ask you to confirm. So I text back yes. And then it sent me a link. And when you go to the page, um, it, of course, welcomes you. And then it's got some real quick questions about what it is that you're looking for. And then I got a follow-up phone call real quick. And super nice, Nicole called, and she's there just to make sure that you got the information you wanted. And if you had any further questions, she was there to help you out. Get that consultation now at Kugler Vision. You yes. can also go to kuglervision.com. And tell them Pat and JT sent you. We have, uh, we have Dean McDermott coming up. He was really great. Tori Spelling's husband. Oh, what a uh, life he's had. He's had a really interesting life. And yeah. just people have bashed on him ever since him and Tori met. Just mm-hmm. He's kind of like, the K-Fed of Tori Spelling's world. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, like, what was their show he, that they had for a while? Because, I mean, he kind of set himself up for some of that ridicule a little bit. Yes, they had a couple different versions of the show. I wish I could remember the name of it, yeah, but it was... Yeah, because he kind of had his own thing going before he met her, too. You well, know what a, I mean? Well, he was an actor up in Canada. Yeah. yeah. They both married to other people when they met. They were both going through, I believe, divorces. <clears throat> and so that was one of the big strikes was that they were both married. Wow. 
Yeah. They kind of found love in divorce. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. people just hated him, hated him, hated him. And he was like, I didn't understand why I come to America. I've got this beautiful woman that I've been like in love with. Like he used to watch 90210 oh and had a crush on Tori. Then he meets her and marries her. Get and out he's it. like, I don't know why there's so much hate. Why do people hate me? Like I did nothing to them. They don't know anything about me. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, Katie Holmes does that. And they all think she's a doll. Right. <laughs> grows up and marries her childhood sweetheart. Uh, right? I mean, come on, right? Okay. I mean, whatever. A contract. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Shotgun marriage, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that, see, that kind of stuff, That's I like those kind of things, though, too, because these are people that they know the inner workings of what's going on in Hollywood, and they may not be as biggest stars as the other people. That doesn't mean they all aren't part of that same, that same factory that's yeah. going on. And one of the one of the questions that I asked Dean was like, "What was it like inside the Spelling Manor?" Yeah. Just because that Great question is crazy. Like I, ever since I moved to California, that was like one of the first things I did was drive through Beverly Hills and stop outside the gates of the the Spelling Manor. Is it because just it, huge? It is enormous. It's so big, but it's like historic here in L.A. And I was like, "What was it like inside?" And he and he. Well, you'll have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, right. yeah, like, boy, yeah. there you go. That's what we like. I like that. It's good. Um, but it's just fascinating. His life has been, you know. Yeah. I, I got to imagine there's a lot of pressure when you meet someone that is clearly famous from a very young age, comes from an extremely wealthy family. You know, like there's got to be pressures that no one knows that he's gone through. Oh, sure. yeah. You know, speaking of that mansion, too, by the way, um, wasn't it Jeff Bezos who just recently bought what was considered to be the largest estate in Los Angeles yeah, area? Right. 65 right. million or something. Like the most expensive, like maybe, record, something like that. Maybe um, that would be yeah. it. Yeah, like a historic purchase. Um, but it had to be more than 65 it million did. because I think that the spelling manner went for. Upwards of like almost a hundred million. It was it was something. It was a ridiculous amount because he's worth however many billion. And we figured out if you made a hundred thousand dollars a year, that that house would have cost you one hundred twenty bucks, essentially. In, you in, believe that in normal it's person crazy. money. So like, oh, look what I found in, under my mattress. <laughs> right <laughs> by a mansion, by a gigantic mansion. Gigantic. So the spelling mansion is it still it's still standing? Oh yeah, it's, it's still Petra there. Petra went in uh, when Petra bought it. Yes, she that's went who in it like, was. Yes. Uh, renovated the entire thing and she made it super modern because when the spellings were there, it was much more like Victorian and kind of just older. And so she went in, ripped out a lot of stuff, put in like marble and like the black marble, made it look like a Kardashian house, basically. Oh my God. That's what's fascinating yeah. to me about that whole yeah. thing is that there was such a dynasty there and Tori was completely cut out of it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. you know, not that you expect to get money from your She's parents. She's only kid. But right, like you, your, your mom's like literally throwing hundreds at everybody and then goes to you and goes, no, I'm good. Thanks. I think, so I didn't necessarily ask Dean about this because I know the whole candy thing is a really touchy subject. Yeah, I didn't probably need, a good call. I didn't need our first guest hanging up on us. You say that to um, the very end to go, hey, one more question. <laughs> one so more. let's talk about candy. <laughs> Is dial she tone. a big of a bitch as everyone right, says? Right. Yes or no? And dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> no um, kidding. No, I mean, we, we definitely talked about a lot of stuff, but it's through my knowledge of candy and over the years, I think what it came down to was Tori wasn't as responsible with money and was kind of like she she had a lot of money from such a young age, so she didn't she had no value to yeah. it. Does that okay. make sense? And whose fault was that? Whose fault would that be? Her parents, I'm assuming. Right. right. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah. think yeah. that 
maybe it got to a point where her mom was like, no, I'm not going to hand you a bunch of money because you don't know how to handle it. Yeah. And that is, makes it, sense. is there a possibility that there's like, I don't know, how old is Tori now? She's got to be about 40, 44, 43. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say maybe there's some kind of a, a hidden trust that had been stashed away for when she probably, turned 40 think, or 50 or well, something. I bet when, when mom goes to be with Jesus, I bet that she's well, probably that set too. up. Unless she left it all the we'll dogs. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I was going to say, unless she left it to like <laughs> dog charity or something. I've seen that happen before. <laughs> what a kick in the seeds after your parents died. You're like, oh, all the money goes to save. Yeah, like whatever, whatever dogs. Animals or, but, whatever, but, yeah. But her five grandchildren are living out in a right. shelter now. <laughs> right. <laughs> And the dogs are eating diamond food. Exactly. Yeah. Diamond dust all coated. Oh, my God. I hope so. I hope her mom comes around I and kind of so like share some of the wealth. Because at the end of the day, like, yeah. would Aaron be happy with how this has all turned out? I can't you know? like it. Yeah. The way things had been, at least the way things were portrayed, I would believe he would not be happy. I yeah. can't imagine. He wouldn't like I, that. But uh, this you is know, just like the tip of the iceberg for the uh, Hollywood Raw podcast. This is, and you know what? You need to so maybe exciting. maybe you should sit down like kind of like a master class with Pat for interviewing because, uh, and he can teach you more little nuggets about you know like when to drop the bomb because he he learned early on bomb? as far as asking that sensitive question. Oh, you the know, Mariah Carey thing. It, he knew do, what do I was remember, talking about. Do you remember when Mariah awesome. Carey? There was that rumor going around that she had the golden toilet seat. You remember that? Uh, like in 2002? I think I do, I think well, I do remember that. We yeah. were lucky enough to get like six minutes with her one time about 10, 15 years ago. In and 2002? I, I led with that question. I'm like, hey, Mariah, oh. welcome to the show. So is it true you got a golden toilet seat? And she said, hey, dial tone. Hung up. Literally, what was the last thing? Oh, the she hung up on the it. The publicist yes. said to us, what was the last thing they said? Don't talk about the toilet seat. <laughs> So that was the first thing they said. Yes. So that on like the prep meeting, and so I'm like, oh, this is, I'm going to be hardcore. I'm going to be like legit journalist. Yeah, I'm going to go with full it. Howard Stern on her. Yes, I led with it, and she was she gone? Hung up. She was out. We didn't even get anything. <laughs> out. Nothing. We got like, nothing. Like literally less than a thirty second interview. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Did that did that get some press just because you fully asked her and she hung up? <laughs> Only from us. <laughs> from us. <laughs> Lots of replays. Yeah, a lot of replays. A lot of promos. Back when they had a dial tone. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, we're super pumped that you're, yes, uh, that you're with Parkville and we can't wait to get this thing going. It'll be in the next, I mean, very shortly. Soon. In the next week or so, it's going to be yep. up and rolling. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you got, uh, we got Shin Lim coming yes. on. He, uh, winner of AGT. Well, two-time winner of AGT, the magician. Yeah. So we sat and we tatted with him. So that will be coming up as well. And then uh, we talked to Simon Rex. And if people don't recognize that name, he is what well, he was so he was everywhere back in like 2006, seven when TMZ was at its heyday and it was like Paris Hilton clubbing every night. That's right. He was one of Paris Hilton's like best friends. So he was in the Scary Movie franchise. He's been in a bunch of TV shows. He's a comedian. He comes on and talks about some of those more memorable moments of being in Paris's life and what her what her life has been like. He went on tour with Charlie Sheen back in the day, if you remember, during oh, his like Torpedo of Truth tour. Yes. It was Simon Rex and him. Yes. And so he's telling us all about the behind the scenes of what it was like going on tour with Charlie Sheen and how that all wound up coming together. And by the way, he also dated Meghan Markle. So there's some interesting stuff there for Holy sure God. see that and now you've circled yes. right back around to the royal family very interesting yep. stuff. well done very well done uh because the other day they had that interview on msnbc that sparked a lot of controversy because a british journalist said she was about five clicks up from trailer trash is what she called Meghan markle according to the british public Yikes. and they were they couldn't be happier that they've decided to move across the pond and canada can have them 
Oh my God, <laughs> Lord, I'm so angry. And uh, a Joy Behar of all people decided she needed to say something about this British journalist and say that she was just a very stupid lady. And I thought, of all people, you're the oh, last person I expect to be pissed seriously. off about this. <laughs> seriously? Did not see that coming. So anyway, I'm super wow. excited to have you uh, and, and having your podcast and, and the website's up and running. You guys are up and running, ready to rock, and I can't wait to let this thing go. Thank you. Well, I'm very excited. I know Adam's excited. We'll have him join us one of these days. Yes, maybe, uh, sure. And have him uh, kind of say his perspective and what he does because he really fascinating guy. I think people will love to hear his stories. And uh, I can tell you, we got a couple housewives that are coming up soon as oh, well. Pat. Legit, on yeah. Super. We got super we got a bait. We got a comedian that says she's coming on. We've got uh, an actress that's coming on soon. And uh, one of the ladies from Jersey Shore hit me up yesterday. She says she wants on. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so it should be it should be an interesting uh, couple months of uh, the Hollywood Raw podcast. I'm very excited. Awesome. Get this thing up and Dax, running. Dax, you are the man. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate you taking some time today to talk to us. Thanks, guys. You Thank got you. it. Bye bye. Bye bye. Have a good one. Dax Holt from now we can say the Hollywood raw podcast yes yes love Arr. it with parkville media so uh <laughs> you can uh, go to it's pat and jt twitter instagram and facebook or text us 402-439-478 pat and jt podcast a parkville media production